This is the message from Connection Community Church for Christmas Eve 2010. The wonder of Christmas, a Savior is born. Merry Christmas, Connection Church. Yeah, my name's Alan Jones. And I'm Carrie Jones. And we're two sinners who've been saved by the grace of the one we celebrate tonight, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, our time of anticipation and preparation is over, and Christmas is here. Woo! Yay! Let's give that. Woo! So during the time of preparation... It's called Advent, and during the last four weeks of Advent, when we've taken time to prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ, we have been lighting four candles in what we call our Advent wreath. Well, tonight, we light the candle that is in the middle of the Advent wreath, a candle that represents the one who is in the middle of everything that we've been doing, in the middle of everything that we will do and do today. Tonight, we light the Christ candle in honor of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to help us always, always remember that Jesus is the light of the world. Will you pray with us, please? Oh God, we we greet you this night. Thank you for drawing us here this evening to worship your name, your mighty name. Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you came to us, word made flesh, and dwelt among us. And now, O God, we ask that you open our hearts in a mighty way that we might receive you in. Lord, clear out all the stuff in our hearts that that may be there, that stuff that we have trouble making room for you because there's so much there, Lord. Help us clear that away so that we can receive you. Help us be a little bit different when we leave here than when we came in this evening. And we pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. In those days, Caesar Augustus uh, issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Well, as we shared a couple of weeks ago, Bethlehem during this time was a madhouse. You see, the emperor, the Roman emperor, his name was Caesar Augustus, he had ordered a census for the entire Roman world as 
as far as the whole world as they were concerned. And so everyone whose family was from Bethlehem made their way home to register. That's why Mary and Joseph were there. Joseph was from the family of David, whose town was Bethlehem. Now, because of the overcrowded situation, Joseph and Mary found shelter in the stable. You know the story. Since there was no room for them in the inn. Right. And when it was in that stable that the birth of God's own son, Jesus the Savior, took place. Kind of ironic, isn't it? That the God in the flesh, Emmanuel, the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the very son of God himself, would be born in a stable. Even more ironic is the idea that in the midst of this craziness going on in this little town of Bethlehem, that it would be that same stable that would offer them a somewhat quiet spot to have their baby, a a place away from the crowds, a, a place where they would enjoy more of a, well, a silent night. Silent night, holy night, All is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Say the rest with me. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. And so here we have it. The shepherds were settling down for the night, getting ready to take turns of who would get some sleep and who would watch the sheep. Things were probably fairly quiet except some of the baying of the sheep out in the field. That's a hard word to say, baying. That is hard. You would expect that it was a fairly silent night. At least until the celestial celebration took place when angels lit up the sky and sang glory in the highest. But after they left, we picture that it was a quiet night once again, except for maybe the shepherds talking about what had just happened and that they would travel to Bethlehem to see what the Lord had just told them about through the angels. Mm. Silent night. Say it with me. Holy Holy night. night. Shepherds Shepherds quake quake at the sight. sight. Glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing, Alleluia! Christ the Savior is born. Christ Christ the the Savior Savior is born. 
Well, it was Christmas Eve. The year was 1818. And that's when Joseph Moore, the assistant pastor at St. Nicholas Church in Orndorf, Austria, visited a friend, Franz Gruber. Franz was the church organist. He showed his friend a poem that he had written just two years before, and he asked him to create a simple tune to go with the words. He asked him to create that tune being played by guitar so that it could be sung at the midnight mass that night. Why guitar? Well, legend has it that maybe he just liked guitar. (laughs) But the other story says that mice had eaten through the baffles of the organ in the church. And so it would be months before the repairman would come and be able to repair it in this remote village. Without an organ, there couldn't be music. And so Gruber wrote this tune to be played by guitar. And that night, Silent Night was sung for the very first time. Mm. That's not the end of the story. After that Christmas Eve service in 1818, a guy named Carl Maracher, a renowned organ builder and, uh, who traveled regularly through that area, uh, building and repairing or- church organs while he was in town. Uh, maybe he was there to fix the baffles that the mice had messed up. Who knows? Anyway, uh, while there, he got a copy of this song, Silent Night. He took it home with him, and he gave it to the Rainers and the Strassers, two families of folk singers who made a living traveling through the region around Innsbruck, Austria there, giving musical performances. Silent Night was added to the collection of their songs that they performed, and the world was slowly introduced to this beautiful Christmas carol. In 1839, the Rainiers traveled to America and brought Silent Night with them. And then in 1863, nearly 50 years after it was first sung in German, Silent Night was translated to English. In World War I, during the Christmas truce of 1914, the song was sung simultaneously in French, German, and English as the troops on both sides of the line knew this Christmas carol. And now we've, we've heard that it is, has been translated in over 300 languages and is the most popular and well-known Christmas carol in history. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of ironic, isn't it, that this little song, Silent Night, created because of a broken organ, would have such a profound effect worldwide. Kind of ironic, isn't it? On the other hand, though, it makes all the sense in the world. Because the one who was born on that silent night, the one who in the song is described as holy infant, so tender and mild, the one who was the reason for that Christmas Eve service back in 1818, he, Jesus, came to earth for that very reason. He came because of the broken organs. God gave us his son, his one and only son, Jesus the Christ, because of the broken organs. You 
and me. We're the broken organs, aren't we? We're the broken organs. We're the ones who aren't playing the tunes that we were meant to play because we're broken. We're, we're God's instruments, instruments that are broken and in various serious need of repair. It, it makes all the sense in the world that a broken organ would have inspired the most well-known Christmas song that focuses on the night of the birth of the one who came to repair our brokenness. The brokenness is basically a separation from God. And it started way back in the beginning, in the garden, Adam and Eve, not wanting to listen to God, but we tend to do our own thing instead. And that creates distance between God and ourselves. And what happens is that we end up having this God-shaped hole in our soul. We try to fill that hole with one thing or other. We try to mend the brokenness ourselves in all kinds of ways, many of which are quite inappropriate and sometimes abusive. We abuse power, sex, money, substances, one another, and the list goes on. Trying, trying to fill this hole in our soul, trying to mend our own lives, mend our own brokenness. It's like we're the God of our own lives. Sometimes, even at Christmas, we use Christmas and we give gifts and we receive gifts and in that giving and receiving, there are holes that we try to fill in our heart. But we're here to tell you tonight that none of that can fill that hole. None of that can mend your heart. None of that can mend our brokenness because the only one that can repair the broken organs as we are, that we have become, is the one who came into this world this night some 2,000 years ago. Do you feel broken tonight? Have you or are you experiencing a, maybe a broken dream? Maybe a broken relationship, maybe a broken heart. This child whose birth we celebrate tonight can bring healing to that brokenness. Are you broken because of something you've done or are doing that doesn't line up with God's will for your life? The child whose birth we celebrate tonight brings forgiveness and restoration. Do you have a feeling of fear about the future? The child whose birth we celebrate tonight can bring, bring peace and alleviate that fear. Isn't it incredible how Jesus came into the world? <laughs> Not on a wild stallion with thunder and lightning looking like this conquering hero. Not in a chariot dressed as a battle-ready warrior, not like a king sitting on a throne with robes and, and a crown. No. He came into the world a mere baby, a mere 
baby, defenseless, totally vulnerable, just like you, just like each one of us. You know, there wasn't a real big fanfare either. Uh, Oh, yeah, there was that angel choir Carrie talked about earlier, but that had a pretty small audience, just those shepherds. Uh, That's pretty select few, and you know, very few people that night were even aware the child was born, and even if they had been, they probably really, most of them didn't really care, (laughs) because very few realized that on that night, that silent night, God became flesh. We use that word Emmanuel, God in the flesh, as the long, long, long long-awaited Savior entered the world. And he entered the world to repair those broken instruments that we've become. He entered the world to redeem our sins so that we might once again be made right. He entered the world to offer us new life, new life in Christ, so that we might live through eternity rather than die in our own sin. Here's how the Apostle Paul puts it, as translated by Eugene Peterson. Since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious life, lives God wills for us, God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, He put us in right standing with Himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where He always wanted us to be. And He did it by means of Jesus Christ. Broken instruments. That's you, that's me. And the one who comes this night, the baby in the manger, Emmanuel, God with us, comes to repair these instruments and make them whole once again. Comes to restore us, comes to redeem us, comes so that we might make the music that God intended for us to make all along. That's the wonder of Christmas. That's the wonder of this silent night, the night when Christ, the Savior, was born. Would you pray with us, please? Oh, God, Emmanuel, God with us, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for breaking the silence in such a dark world and for coming to earth. You loved us so much that you were born to die. Oh God, forgive us for taking charge of our own lives instead of allowing you to lead. Forgive us for those things that we do that offend you and help us walk it out the right way. Oh, Lord, you know we needed a Savior. Thank you for hope that you bring, peace that passes all understanding, mercy that's undeserved, and forgiveness that changes lives. Restore us to the joy of your salvation, O God, and draw us close. Oh, Lord, we just pause for a moment as 
as we spend a moment lifting our brokenness up to you silently in prayer. Oh God, hear our prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing us. Help us make you the center of our lives that we might make the music intend that you intended us to make all along. We pray this in your most holy and precious name. And all of Connection said, amen. taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.